Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, I'm a spo- <laughs> <laughs> Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter three of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Advance Guard. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. You can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. Love our blog, love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. We're video recording the Wizard Team episode, and Patroni have access to those videos. Um, if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, um, anywhere where you listen to our podcasts or where podcasts are found. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. Also subscribe to our newsletter every week. Wizard Bay Deb shares nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. The one time she can't do it, and it's on me, I fail. <laughs> I failed. It's all right. Cousin Black went out, though. Yeah, it did. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and now for Wizard Team News. Speaking of Cousin Black, you should listen to it. Um, It is the newest podcast at Black Girls Create, an orphan black after show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. Um, There are only two more episodes left of Orphan Black, Um, so you can, you know, catch up, see what they thought about it. I'm on it a couple times. Um, Just see what they thought, what they think about the episodes and what they think is going to come. And it's pretty lit. Um, You know, you get to choose a clone of the week. They're trying to they're trying to figure out how long right. it's gonna take before Helena just up and kills everybody. You know, it's important conversations. Brandon Brandon has put the over under on Helena's uh, killing spree at thirty five for episode nine. So if you disagree with that or you think it's too high or it's too low, let us know. Hashtag cousin black. Also, every let us know your clone of the week. Yep, it's fun. It's fun time. All right, um, no new Patroni, but thank you to our existing Patroni, you, you real ones. And let's get, it, it feels weird, because the day that we're recording this, magical birthdays abound, but actually when this goes out, no magical birthdays. Yeah. And we already said Ugh, in the last episode. It feels weird not mentioning it, but we, yeah, we mentioned it last time. All right, let's go. Um, so... That was a quick intro. It was, it was really us. quick, and That's I'm really I'm happy hungry. about it, because the last two weeks have been freaking, like, ridiculous, and this one has been smooth so far. We got through <laughs> the intro without having to stop. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm about to pass out. It's all great. It's all wonderful. Um, 
All good news. Let's let's do this. Um, so previously on Wizard Team, uh, Dudley gets Dudley and Harry get attacked by the mentors, and then Harry finds out that Mrs. Fig is actually a squib. Um, she takes them back to Privet, number four, Privet Drive, and then Harry has to explain pretty much the entire wizarding world to his aunt and uncle for the first time because this is the first time they're ever asking anything about it. We find out that Petunia knows more than she lets on because um, she heard something from some awful boy mm. and her, whoever her is. Mm. Um, and then after learning all this information about the Dementors, about Voldemort being back, um, they want to kick Harry out of the house, but then a mysterious howler appears telling Petunia to remember somebody's last. And Petunia decides after that that um, Harry has to stay, but he's going to be locked in his room because they are horrible people. And um, yeah. Also, no one has congratulated Harry on defeating these Dementors. Um, Dumbledore is trying to... Not a single Dumbledore's person. trying to figure out how to get Harry not expelled and also probably not in Azkaban knowing the ministry at this point um and no one's telling him anything still hasn't heard from Ron and Hermione hasn't heard from well he's heard from Remus and I mean not Remus sorry Sirius and Arthur but it was really just like don't leave the house don't do anything stupid and that was it so Mm -hmm. Arthur did email him or mail him email email I'll mail him I'll mail he out him. Um, but all, there's just no, and we're going to get into it right away, but he's, he's also probably concussed because he did get yes. hit by yes. a door frame, choked by his uncle and punched by his he cousin. He got in the head twice. All within the span of like an hour. Yes. And so, like, there's just a lot going on with Harry, and no one is telling him a gosh darn thing. Not anything. They don't think it's important, apparently. That's where we're at. Basically, you know. Who needs needs to know information when you're the target? Especially when you're the the Mm -hmm. chosen one. What do you need to know for? You don't. Ron? Ron should know everything. You? Eh. Um, cool. So, the advance guard. Um, I've just been attacked by the mentors and I might be expelled from Hogwarts. I want to know what's going on and when I'm going to get out of here. Um, Harry copied these words onto three separate pieces of parchment. The moment he reached his desk in his dark bedroom, he addressed the first to Sirius, the second to Ron, and the third to Hermione. Um, so, and then just kind of Wait. waits for Hedwig to return so that he can send them. I wrote down, and this is very like present and I'm very proud of myself. Harry, reclaiming my time. <laughs> yes, actually. Reclaiming yeah. my that time. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and I mean... Please send that letter to Sirius Ronan just Hermione. Like, fam, do you know all this stuff that just happened to me? And just recently, we don't have to talk about what happened a month ago. Just literally a day ago, and y'all ain't telling me shit. That's cold. Right. Not a darn um, thing. And then, like, we were just talking about it, how, like, he's saying that he's completely entitled to this information. You know what I mean? Like, at this point. Totally. If he wasn't already, at this point, he definitely is. Like, there are Dementors knocking on my door. I would like to know what's mm-hmm. going on. You got Dementors knocking on your door? Well, then. Exactly. 
ridiculous. Um, so he paces in his bedroom, uh, his brain too busy for sleep, his back ached from carrying Dudley home, and he had two lumps in his head, um, which means he clearly needs to go to a doctor. Send him. He is concussed. Do not like go to fam. sleep. Somebody needs to examine Don't go him. to sleep, Harry. Stay up. Because... I remember when my brother had a concussion and it was my job to make sure he didn't go to sleep. It was super fun for me, <laughs> not for him. But because all you want to do is go to sleep, but you can't go to sleep because you might die. And I remember st- sitting on my brother's chest and going, you're going to oh, die. Wow. Don't sleep. I'm glad you didn't do that when I know. got her concussion. She would have she kicked your ass. Actually, no, I wasn't. To be honest. It was it was hers was a mild yeah, concussion. That's true. But still. He was in the hospital. Mm. Wow. Cause, cause Younger football. siblings are the worst. Anyway, don't go to sleep. What do you mean? I'm if, if not for me, Brandon would not be around to hmm. host Cousin Black. Okay. You're welcome. I made sure of that. Okay. Doctors, <laughs> who needs them? They said he can't sleep. I did my job. And enjoyed it while doing it. That's all you want in life is someone who enjoys their job. Anyway. As we got through the intro so smoothly. Um, yeah. Harry, stay woke. Dementia's creeping. Constant they don't. You don't want them to find you sleeping. Don't you close your eyes. Um, so he kept pacing, so consumed with anger and frustration, grinding his teeth and clenching his fists, casting angry looks out at the sky every time he passed the window. The mentor sent to him Mrs. Fig and Mendungus Fletcher tailing him, then suspension from Hogwarts and a hearing at the ministry, and still no one was telling him what was going on. Um, and what, what had that howler been about? Whose voice had echoed so horribly, so menacingly through the kitchen? Um, which I think is interesting, right? Because we do know that it Harry was... Harry is all of us in that moment. Well, yeah, but also we didn't hear the voice, right? We just read it. Um... Whereas, mm-hmm. like, he heard the voice, yeah. and the voice is very, is, is Dumbledore, spoiler alert. Um, but I think right, but because, never... the, I was thinking, like, maybe because it was so loud, and so, like, he's saying it's menacing, right, versus, like, Dumbledore with his, he's generally, right. like, has a calm voice. Um, but then I also wonder if that's more it's of an like echo, Harry right, heard, because... Did you put your name in the Goblet of right. Fire? He heard Harry. Did you put your name right. in the Goblet of because Fire? Because if he had heard... The, so the he's former, never... then he probably would be like, I know exactly <laughs> who that is. That howler was about to choke right. Tunia out and him her up against the wall. Right. Remember my last. Right. So, wow. I'm really <laughs> glad that that didn't happen Harry... in the movie now because yikes. <laughs> Harry has only, like, Dumbledore has always been very even killed and level headed when it comes to his interactions with Harry so far. Um, so, and I mean, there are, there are even still times, like, we were shopping with Aminata, Aminata, like, turned around and was like, don't laugh, <laughs> and I was like, who is this? Like, the voice was different, like, yeah, everything was different, I was like, I don't know who this child <laughs> is, she's been possessed by Roberto, I assume, did, did he make a comeback? Like, it was like, n- you would not have known if it was if I wasn't staring at her in the face when she told me not to laugh. I wouldn't have known mm. it was her. Plus, he's concussed. Plus, True. there's dementors. He has like brain Plus. damage. We gotta remember that. I'm a, I'm gonna. Also, yeah. that's another reason why he's a mess. This entire book 
is because he was concussed and no one saw to it. He didn't get any medical attention. And he's already angry and, like, depressed and traumatized. And on top of that, he has a brain injury. All these, right. all these reasons. So much going all on for poor Harry. Um, why was he still trapped here without information? Why was everyone treating him like some naughty kid? Don't do any more magic. Stay in the house. He kicked his school trunk as he passed, um, which of course made everything worse because that hurt. Um, as he limped past the window, Hedwig soared through. About time he snarled. You can put that down. I've got work for you. Okay, just really quickly. While I understand, Hedwig is like, "Why? Who are you snapping Hedwig at?" Didn't do shit. So let's let's tone it down a little bit. Didn't do if shit. If Hedwig had the information, she would have told you Who already. Are you snapping she don't know shit. She trying to figure out what's going on too. Like she like, I went out, hung out with my homies, got some dinner. I haven't brought you some back, and you snapping at me. Nah, Excuse okay. you. Tone it down. Nah. Um, come here, said Harry. Take these straight to Sirius, Ron, and Hermione, and don't come back here without good long replies. Replies. Keep pecking them until they've written decent length leather. Sorry, decent length answers. If you've got to understand. Hedwig gave a muffled hooting noise, beaking, beak still full of frog. Go on, then. Um, so she took off immediately. I'm sure she was kind of, like, juiced about that, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. like, oh, I could keep pecking them. But then gotta get out, out of here there. and I can go hang out with Sirius. You. That, too. And, and Buffy. <laughs> and I can do what I need to do? Right. And how much is, is Hedwig going to be pecking them because she's upset because Carrie snapped at her like that? Right. True. Like, this is your fault why he's so upset. Can't take it out on him. He's so mad Mm because y'all. Get your shit together. Um. uh, Oh, okay. So, the uh, immediately after Hedwig left, he felt guilty um, that he'd been irritable with her as she was his only friend he had at at, uh, number four, Crivet Drive. Which is, like, sad, but also serious Ron and Hermione need to get their lives together. That's all I'm saying. And, and also, Hedwig is like your only friend for a third of the year every year at this point. Put some respect on her mm-hmm. name. She always been down for you. She flew to Egypt True. for you. Make sure you had a birthday present. So you can be frustrated, but when you come play on her, now. you play yourself. Remember? Remember who brought you here. Mm-hmm. Remember who brought you. Yeah. Mm. How many Grammys you got, no, Harry? How many okay. she got? Like, 30? All of them. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, but, so he... So Hedwig doesn't return the next morning. Harry spent the day in his bedroom, leaving it only to go to the bathroom. Three times that day, Aunt Petunia shoved food through um, a cat flap that had been installed back um but yeah what? it was when it was installed back after when dobby was trying to like help harry i know but com- yeah. but what i know and i remember yeah. but what um every time harry heard I her approach he tried to question her about the howler um but he might as well have interrogated the doorknob for all the answers he got which is like just talk to him Petunia. like what do you i don't understand the cat's out of the bag Right, and so I don't understand why she then doesn't, like, speak with him. Because he clearly has questions that she has answers to. And she probably has questions that he has answers to. Because she's hateful. You know what I mean? Like, they could totally 
because she's right. hateful. Because this could be a moment where they are brought closer together, but instead, she's like, nah. She's hateful. She's hateful. Yeah. But, but they're also not, right? Like, she took him in. This is the way it gets so confusing, right? Like, she took him in because she knew that if she didn't, he would clearly die, right? He'd be vulnerable. Um, and the whole remember my last thing isn't a threat. It's a reminder of that. So it's she's keeping him out mm-hmm. of love. I don't know if it's for him or if it's for Lily or whatever, but it's out of love. So it's just a moment because of what she... He doesn't realize what she's done for him, but she just did something really important for him. And then she's not willing to like follow that through, I feel like. So this is what you're not understanding. The pathology should have stopped you. Of a hurt child Um, lashing out. Harry is there. No, no. But she don't see Harry. She see Lily. She see the hurt of her family. That that hurt. You know what I'm no, saying? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That pathology is strong. Mm. Babies hurting babies. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't really Fix think it's life, my fault, Petunia. though. Fix your life, Petunia. Like, Amani's telling me I knew better. Yes, the minute you said you started clearing your throat, I knew. But I feel like what I said was valid. And if we had... If I had been talking to anyone else, yeah. this wouldn't have happened. And Petunia needs to get her life fixed. Yeah, and Ariana's talking about her people hurt, hurt people. people. Hurt people! Hurt yeah. <laughs> people! Ariana, one? no! Okay, so, you know, it went on for three whole days. Petunia needs to be three swaddled. Three whole days this happens. Maybe Robin's in the corner, and that's why Which Harry's like, also annoyed because he's like, if you would stop with the Yano impression, unacceptable. Maybe I could get some sleep. Or not, because I have a concussion. <laughs> but still, um, exactly. so Harry was filled alternately with restless energy that made him unable to settle to anything. Um, during which he paced his bedroom, furious at the whole lot of them for leaving him to stew in this mess, and with the le- uh, lethargy so complete that he could lie on his bed for an hour at a time, staring dazedly into the space, aching with dread at the thought of the ministry hearing. Um, what if they ruled against him? What if he was expelled? I know those feels, though. Yeah. True. Um, that was me yesterday. Like, I had so much to do. I probably slept, like, 14 hours yesterday. Like, in and out. Like, I would awake, be awake, sit up, fall back asleep. And when I wasn't asleep, I was watching Law and Order because the weight of all of the things that I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not going away, Harry. You still got to go to the ministry. Um, so he says, what if he was expelled and his wand was snapped in half? What would he do? Where would he go? He could not return to living full time with the Dursleys. Not now that he knew of the other world. The one to which he really belonged. Was it possible he might be able to move into Sirius's house? Would he be allowed to live there alone, given that he was still underage? Um, or would the matter of where he went next be decided for him? Has his breach of international statute of secrecy been severe enough to land him in Azkaban? Um, 
And so I have questions about expelled wizards. Um, we Me too. We only get Hagrid and Squibs and Squibs, but I think like for expelled wizards, right? Like we we only get Hagrid, and he's very much still allowed in the wizarding world. Um, and you know he can't have his wand mm-hmm. allegedly, theoretically. Um, but he does have a job, um, and he's still able to like exist in this magical world and not fully be like like he's still able to make a living um and i'm curious and i guess this does kind of play in with squibs as well right because like filch is not magical like or doesn't have like magical ability but he's still able to exist in the wizarding world um fig probably did at some point and then decided or maybe during the or after uh Voldemort like disappeared maybe Dumbledore like stationed her there for a reason you know what I mean so like I'm curious about like what she does Mm -hmm. during her regular days or if she's like retired or something I don't know how old she is but I'm also curious about expelling underage wizards um and when like we know about like obscura um and what happens when magic is repressed within um like young wizard witches and wizards so i'm curious about how like whether they yeah think about that and whether there's like a certain age where if you've had a couple years of schooling where then it's fine and you'll be but like that magical energy and like ability doesn't go anywhere so i'm curious about how they deal with that and like what they do with people who've been expelled right like it wouldn't make sense for Harry to then go and live with the Dursleys because he knows about, like you said, he knows about this world. He's magical. Like, yeah, he grew up with muggles, but that would seem weird to then have him go off and be... And this, and he wants to be in that world. He's not choosing to right. remove himself from the world. He's being removed. He's being removed. So there is um, the only fanfic that I've ever read to, to this day. I want to fix that, but still called The Survivor, and it's about um, Remus after the First Wizarding War and after um, Sirius has got, gotten put into Azkaban. And there's a moment when he tries to live among muggles, but is pushed back into um, the Wizarding world because of, you know, he's a werewolf and things like mm-hmm. that. Um and he meets in Diagon, or he rents a place in Diagon Alley or, or Nocturne Alley. And then there's a lot of, like, people on the street and stuff. A lot of them are squibs. Um, a lot of them are international wizards that are just, you know, kind of like immigrants. Um, but it got me thinking, like, when we see, and of course, you know, a historical reenactments or whatever. But, uh, not Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets. When um, Harry uses the flu powder and ends up in mm-hmm. Nocturne Alley, and there are people like asking him for money, like beggars and stuff. I feel like those are kind of the expelled or less than wizards. You know what I mean? Not quite Mundungus level of well, because Mundungus um, Mundungus is a little bit yeah. higher in the social pecking order, but you know they don't have. Um, jobs and they're looking and you know they're kind of begging and they're living on the streets of Diagon Alley because that is like the closest thing to the world one of the squibs that um Remus meets in this fanfic um 
she just kind of explains, you know, like there's she grew up in the wizarding world. There's no way that she can just walk away from that. Um, and like those are the things that are comfortable. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's probably a large contingent of expelled wizards. Um, it's kind of like how I think about like our mental health mm-hmm. system, right? Like there's not enough people or there's not enough resources for them. And so and they aren't going to end up in Azkaban. So they just end up on the street and like they get what they can. But there's no like social safety net, which is amazing because of the social safety net in Britain. Um, which isn't a cure-all, right? You still have, like, if you're on welfare or whatever, it's not, like, you're not doing <laughs> great. But there is some sort of, like, social safety net there, whereas here it would just be... Maybe he could be a shopkeeper, but because of the prejudice, prejudice um, would someone want to hire even the great Harry Potter once he's been expelled from school mm-hmm. and he can't use magic. Um, so it just seems like he's obviously on, if that happened, he would be on the street in some capacity. And at the most, like Hagrid, find someone, I'm thinking like Ollivander or Tom, um, the innkeeper, who would hire him for a job that doesn't, take much magical maybe maybe Dumbledore would let him stay and like teach kids how to fly broomsticks or something but he can't fly he can he just can't use a wand you don't need a wand to ride a broomstick true or he can go down to to, um, Wagadoo and learn some wandless magic boom crisis Travel the world like Newt. Yeah. Didn't he get expelled? It's... Ugh. Never mind. In that alternate history, he did. But I think he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He didn't at first, and then he did, and now they have to go back and... Retcon. Anyway. The other thing I was thinking about, though, that you brought up is... And this goes back into, like, everything with, like, Ariana Dumbledore... Um, Credence from that movie we're not talking about. And even early Harry Potter before he goes to Hogwarts. Like, you can, like, accidental magic happens. And if he doesn't finish his education, and he's got all of this pent-up anger and frustration, I only I can only assume accidental magic happens even right. more. So is he on a one-way ticket to becoming an Obscurus? But then I'm wondering if that's even possible once you've started. Is it too started. late? That's, yeah, that's what I, that was my question, too, is, like, is that possible once you... Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, once you've already, like, been in the magical world. Like, is that only a thing that happens to children who are forced to repress their magic much earlier in life? Like, before they yeah. get some... Portion notes that... Portion notes that the order would never let him be on the street with Voldy lurking. True. I think that's true. I think at the most he would be like in hiding or whatever, like living with Remus or Sirius. But that's still not the most healthy place for a kid his age. It's not like a great. Not that Hogwarts is a healthy place. <laughs> hmm. 
now that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, maybe he might be better off with Remus and Sirius. <laughs> Especially with what's coming up. Oh, okay. Um, so Something to think about. Keep, keep letting us yeah. know. Um, on the fourth night of after Hedwig's departure, Harry was lying um, in one of his apathetic phases, staring at the ceiling, his exhausted mind quite blank. When his uncle entered his bedroom, um, he was wearing his best suit, an expression of enormous smugness. We're going out, he said. Sorry? We, that is to say, your Aunt Dudley and I, are going out. Fine, said Harry, looking dull, uh, dully, looking back at the ceiling. You are not to leave your bedroom while we are away. Okay. You are not to touch our television, the stereo, or any of our possessions. Right. You are not to steal food from Ours the fridge. Are. Okay. Ours. He lives there. I'm going to lock your door. You do that. He can't even get food. You're not even going to feed him while you're gone. He can't go to the bathroom? Like, you lock the door. Does he have a bathroom in his no, room? he doesn't. I would pee all over um, between this carpet. <laughs> I would write my name on the wall. Mm-hmm. You locking me in this room? What if I get hungry? What if I have to go to the bathroom? I don't have to touch none of your mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I guess he does say you can't touch our refrigerator or our food, but like... He lives there. That's, That's his food too. Punk ass Dursley. Stealing food from the fridge, fam. You bought it for the house, and he lives in the house and has lived there for fourteen years. Right. Almost fifteen. This is just this a problem. Anyway, the Dursleys they're, leave. They're a mess. Um, and Harry has no particular feeling about them leaving. It made no difference to him whether they were in the house or not. Um, he couldn't even summon the energy to get up and turn on his bedroom light. So the room grew steadily darker. The empty house creaked around him. The pipes gurgled. Harry lay there in a kind of stupor, thinking of nothing. Suspended in misery. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Poor baby. Um, And then, quite distinctly, he heard a crash in the kitchen below. Bum, bum, bum. Um, So he sat upright, (laughs) listening intently. The Dursleys couldn't be back. It was much too soon. In any case, he hadn't heard their car. Um, after a few seconds, he heard voices, burglars, he thought, but then he realized burglars would keep their voices down and whoever was moving around the kitchen was certainly not troubling to do so. He snatched up his wand, um, and stood facing his bedroom door. The next moment, the lock gave a loud click and his door swung open because we are in the middle of a horror film all of a sudden. Um, so Harry's about to die is what's about to happen. There's going to be a dude with a knife. And yeah, the end. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> see you next week <laughs> um so um harry stood motionless um his heart shot up for his throat there were or he stood motionless and then he moved swiftly and silently out of the room at the head of the stairs um there are people standing in the shadowy hall below silhouetted against the street light glowing through the glass door eight or nine of them lower your wand boy before you take someone's eye out said a low growling voice um, he knew that voice, but did not lower his Please? wand. Professor Moody, he said uncertainly. I don't know much about so much about Professor, growled the voice. Never got round to teaching, did I? Get down here. We want to see you properly. Um, Harry lowered his wand, but did not relax his grip on it, nor did he move. He had a very good reason to be suspicious, um, as we all knew, found out, you know, like, maybe a month ago at mm-hmm. this point? Yeah, like a month ago. Time flies. Um, so yeah, he was like, maybe this isn't the real Moody, which is good because he's listening to the not real Moody's 
uh, what's it called? Um, advice, advice as the as the real Moody, constant vigilance. It's good. It's important. Um, so it's all right. Uh, so before you can make a decision on what to do next, a slightly a second slightly hoarse voice floated upstairs. It's all right, Harry. We've come to take you away. <laughs> it's been thir- It's been like forty chapters. Shut up, Connie. It's been eighty. It's been eighty-seven years. Shut but up, Connie. Back. No one asked you. I'm so excited. It's Remus. I know. We know. Um, Brett, it's li- it's been so long. It's been almost a year. I know. But y'all, whenever Remus shows up, y'all lose all sense of chill and feelings come out of the woodworks. Ain't nobody got time for that. I, Ain't nobody got time for all your feelings. All my feelings right now are just that I love him, and that's it for now. We'll see. Um, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> Professor Lupin, is that you? <laughs> Why are we all standing in the dark, said a third voice. Lumos. It was... Never mind. She's... It's Tonks. I'm also excited about Tonks. Um... Wanta flared, illuminating. We haven't met her yet. I know, but it's also a spoiler heavy podcast. So if you don't know who that is, then why are you listening to this? Slash, what is wrong with you? Time, one hundred and one chapters, and you've been listening. You never read these books before. That's wild. I mean, but thank you. You gotta email us. Thank you as well. Or text us or something, and let us know. Yeah, if you're someone who's no, but seriously, if you've never read these books and you're listening to this, you gotta we gotta talk. (laughs) Because what are you even thinking? Also, thank you for listening. What are you also, hearing? What? Are you confused you know what's happening? the whole time? Why do you keep listening? <laughs> I just want... What are you even doing? <laughs> I have so many questions. You ain't never read these books. And then someone told you about this podcast. And every day we say spoiler heavy. And you're like, yeah, cool. For 101 times. Horror cruxes? You don't even know what those are. What? Or do you know what they are? But what? What do you do? Who are you? Theoretical listener who's never read the books. (laughs) Can we be best friends? Can we have you on the podcast? Can we have you on the... Yes. Can we please have you on the podcast, theoretical listener? Also, okay, back into the... Back to the lecture at hand um portia says notice that not one of them says lumos maximus and that's because they feel like portia was like you know what i haven't stepped up as queen of shade for a while agent of shade (laughs) let me just drop this in here drop some knowledge you're right lumos maximus is the stupidest thing in the world it's never been used in the books has it i never really paid attention to it (laughs) Same with I them using Expelliarmus so. like it's stupefy. Just come on. Or just like flashes and bangs instead of like real. Man, we're not there yet. But when that, the end fight, yeah, <laughs> like the Dumbledore Voldemort fight is lit, but the rest of it isn't because they're just using flashes and bangs. I'm like, where is Torrentalegra? Where's the purple one? Where's the brain? Never. We're going to get there. I just. They do the spell so wrong. But the Dumbledore. But then. That's true. But then Dumbledore... He does. He turns no, glass into no, sand. Then what hap- no, no, no. This is what happens. Voldemort throws glass at Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore has it rain sand, and then Robin's brain goes, Oh, shit, it's lit! It's lit! Rewind that! Run that back! Run that back! 
a whole movie. I feel like. And then cool. I, I, I don't remember anything else after it. That's not the whole movie? Other stuff happens? I'm just saying. Amani's sure. like, we don't discuss the movie. But if you remember, this is what we're going to have to do in April. During airy season, it's kind of really rude. Like- it's actually the worst timing we had. We've had like everything else has been really like perfect timing and like kismet, <laughs> right? But then of course we're gonna have to watch like this movie during the greatest season of the year. I'm really sad about that. Wow. I really, I really enjoy that movie, and I know I shouldn't, but I really do. I'm gonna be really upset the whole time. It's so wrong. It's so wrong, but it's so right. Umbridge is so damn good. Voldemort is good. Like, Ray Fiennes as Voldemort. Just living his best life. Severus is a goddamn mess. Sirius is... <laughs> Sirius is very okay. in it. There's one part of that movie no, I don't really like. in it, but it's fine. Nice one, James. Okay. It's anyway, just like... we're gonna, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move oh. on from all that because it is oh. annoying. Shut up, Connie. Anyway, Remus Lupin stood nearest to that's him. That's my new feeling bench thing. Though still quite young, Lupin looked tired and rather ill. He had more gray hair than when Harry had said goodbye to him, and his robes had more were more patched and shabbier than ever. Um, which I just want to point out is Snape's fault. So, fuck him. If he hadn't had outed him, then Remus would still have a job and he'd probably look healthier. So. And. Just. Nope. Fuck you. Maybe that's the tattoo I'm going to get. Fuck Nate. You know. I don't think that'll ever change. I don't want negativity that's on my true. body. I don't know if you, on my I'm body like that. That's the only. That's but the only like thing that would be the problem and, because I'm like it's not like that opinion would change. You know what I do need though? I might need it on a T-shirt. And then when we're at LeakyCon and there's all those pro Snape panels that there want to be, I'll show up, <laughs> run out, Just walk around like fuck Snape, fuck fuck Snape. He the worst. Mm-mm-mm. That's my, that's my fucking dance. Um, ooh, he looks just like I thought he would. Said the witch who was holding her wand aloft, or her lit wand aloft. The witch. Um, she was. She looked the youngest there. She had a pale, heart-shaped face. She was dark, twinkling eyes and short, spiky hair that was a violent shade of violet. Watch her, Harry. Um, I yeah. also want to point out, like, just in terms of like timeline or whatever, Tonks and. Charlie are the same age. Um, well, there's the whole thing. Is that in here or is that just what? fandom that Tonks and Charlie dated no, or Molly wanted Tonks and Charlie fandom. to date? She wanted in the she wanted Tonks and Bill to date. Or actually, I don't even oh. know if that was actually true. I just that's what they that's what like the kids think. But, okay, but it's because, not true. Like, I don't um, think it's actually Tonks true. And I the, think really what's happening, it's in, it's in the next book. What, really what it is, is that Tonks mm. keeps coming around. And, like, you know, just because she's really sad about Sirius and also, like, drama with Remus. And so Molly's trying to help Remus. Tonks with Remus. But because they're kids, you know, Ron and Jenny are like, 
we think that she wants her to be with Bill, which there, which isn't the case. But there is, but there is headcanons um, that Charlie and Tonks were either just like really good friends or that they dated. Yes, and um, there is a Rizzard rock band, Tonks and the Aurors, and she has a song called Charlie Weasley. When she performed that at LeakyCon 2016, I would scream, and me! Because <laughs> I have no yeah, chill. I don't know. But I do love that song. Also, I relate. It's good. Tonks um, and the yeah. You never love Tonks, yeah. you don't love dragons? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I see what you mean, Remus, said a bald black wizard. It's Kingsley. Shout out to the black wizards of what? the wizarding world. And Hogwarts BSU. Um, he had a deep, slow voice and wore a single gold hoop in his ear. He looks exactly like James. I'm curious about how old Kingsley is, um, mainly because... I don't know, but he rocking that Mr. T is. life. Um, but also because he... Well, he don't got all the chains, but he, he got the yeah, gold hoop. Yeah, he pities the fool. Um, but mainly because he knows who James is, but he wasn't in the order the last time. So I'm wondering if they like were in school at the same time. So I'm just curious about his timeline and how old he is. Um, I think he's around the same age. I've seen him in like um, in like Marauders fan from... fiction. He's been one of the characters. Right. I'm getting that. From I've Marauders also fan hated fiction. the way, he, in, <laughs> at least in the ones that I've read, I've hated the way he was portrayed because it was real. Like I am this hulking black you guy, should... and I play. You should sports. write one. <laughs> and it's annoying. And submit it to Hogwarts BSU. Who me? No, I'm the editor. Or you, the listener. Yes, that is a wonderful idea. Tell us about Kingsley. I think that's a great idea. Um, except the eyes of the wheezy-voiced, silver-haired wizard, Lily's eyes, which is like literally every time. This isn't... This isn't... Um... So you know there's like... The Death Eaters have like... The Dark Lord... And they always say, like, my lord, mm-hmm. my liege, dark lord. Is it something in, like, Dumbledore's army that they always have to say, Lily's eyes? <laughs> I don't know. It's, just, it's a lot. And it's I think annoying. that, you know... It's, we get it, we get Joe. It. I think it's also... We're in we, book we do, four, we do five. Think that it's important or whatever to things that we won't talk about today. Um, but still, it, it's a lot. And But I also think that, like... She plays it in a way where, like, Harry is also, like, it's a lot. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I, I get it. I have her mm-hmm. eyes. I know that. Can we move on to something else? Um, so, that's cool. Also, um, Portia... It's also kind of relatable, though, because whenever, like, my mom's friends or, like, my parents' friends who don't really see me, like, mm-hmm. see me, they always say the same things. You know what I mean? Like, no matter who they are, they say the same things, and I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, I get true. it. I remember yeah, you okay, when you were this it. big. Or like, yeah, great. I don't remember you. <laughs> so why are we, why? Uh, why are we talking? It got to the point because my dad was a high school <laughs> teacher when I was a baby. And so it's gotten to the point where sometimes people look at me and I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, you did see me when you were in class, like, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm, that was me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you could tell, like, sometimes it's just the way they look, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, let's move on. Um, really quickly, um, Ariana says, "Black, you know black don't crack. Kingsley, Kingsley could be older than Dumbledore, which is true, which could be interesting. Um, also, false. Portia wonders what house he's in. Um, Amani says he always headcanned him into Ravenclaw, but we never got the information. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I think in my head, I either, I either thought, like, Gryffindor or Ravenclaw, probably. Mm-hmm. But we also don't get a lot of him, so it's, like, hard to sort. Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Mm. But, yeah, like you said, we don't get enough of him to really do a no. thorough sorting. Um, he does become Minister of Magic... But was that thrust upon him, or did he go after it? Because then I could see a Slytherin, Gryffindor right. type of thing. Um, and he's very smart. Um, no. We don't know. We'll never know. I mean, we'll know once Amani writes his fanfic <laughs> for Hogwarts BSU. Yeah. Wait a second. That reminds me of something else that I won't bring oh, up that, right now. That, um, but I'm going to bring up later. That I, I'm going to just... That Amani hasn't written the post for Hogwarts mm. BSU. Is that what it reminded you of? Because that's what it reminded me of. Yep. I'm just going to put yep. him on blast right now. I wasn't going to say saying. nothing. On, I wasn't going to put him on blast on the podcast because you always talk about how I be putting people on blast. Well, no, on you podcast. be talking about business on the podcast. That's two different things. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I always edit it out most of the time, sometimes. Um, okay, let, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so Mad Eye Moody, who had long, or well, we know what he looks like. Um, he was squinting suspiciously at Harry through his mismatched eyes. Um, are you quite sure it's him, Lupin? He growled. It'd be a nice lookout if we brought some Death Eater, um, brought back some Death Eater impersonating him. We ought to ask him something that only the real Potter would know, unless anyone brought any Veritaserum. So he's not wrong, right? Um, but also I think we can Mm -hmm. kind of see through here some of the paranoia that he's kind of, it's kind of been heightened since what happened a month ago. Like it's only been a month for him as well. Right. He's been in a, he's been locked in a trunk for seven months or yeah, seven or eight months. Um, so he's like, Death Eater could be impersonating him. Anybody got any Veritaserum? Like those are very specific. You know what I mean? Um, yeah to his story so yeah um harry what for this is actually uh, funny though because the question well we can uh, you can read it and then okay but the question that lupin does ask him if anyone has seen him especially because he just used his patronus to get rid of dementors they would know that maybe it's not the most it's not common knowledge that he can use a patronus True. Until now. But I'm saying if they... If a Death Eater was behind the Dementor attack and then went on to impersonate Harry Potter, they wouldn't know that. Right? Maybe. Like he's, he's used... He's now used his Patronus in battle, so that's something that someone could possibly know. It's not like anyone would know it, but it just, to me, in, like, in this immediate instance, because he did just use his Patronus, like, you couldn't have... What happened to the Grindylow question? We should have well, pulled that one Well, out. that one's what's used in Deathly Hollows. That's why. 
can't ask the same question. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I know. I'm just saying, like, what it, other it seems... what other questions? Well, first, let me ask. Let me read that part. But then also, we should figure out. We should think about what other questions would work. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just think about it. Maybe something about. I would say. What was the first um, place we met? True. Because they met on the Hogwarts train and not very many people would have known or thought that a professor would take the train to Hogwarts. That's true, but if, like, it was Draco, he would know. Yeah. But that is a good one. What was the grade you got on some, some... Thing that you, something that you didn't right. know, we don't know about. <laughs> did you, you did you write Snape's time. essay on werewolves? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or like, who was the first person to like find out who I really was based off of? I don't know. There are some other questions we could have though. Um, Harry, what form did your Patronus yeah. take? Um, a stag said Harry nervously. That's him, Mad Eye said Lupin. Um, oh, oh, really quickly. What is my nickname? Because Harry knows that he's Mooney. Yeah, right? that's true. There aren't he's a, a bunch of people who know that. But I feel like right. there's still a. What is Lupin's Patronus? Oh, it's a wolf. That would be a good one. Harry doesn't know that. No, I'm saying Portia's saying the question. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think Harry knows that. Um, oh yeah, because Harry he doesn't do. Lupin, Lupin doesn't, doesn't cast, do a full no, Patronus very on, No, he doesn't do it on purpose. What he is my bogger? What is what about Lupin ask Harry what his bogger, what form his bogger takes? That might work. Because the moon. The only problem with that one is that it was shown in front of an entire classroom. True. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there have to be very specific things. Like the Grindylow, for example, like Harry was the only one who walked into that. Like it was literally just the two of them. Um, even the Patronus okay. kind of works because Lupin taught Harry how to make a Patronus. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Hermione's the first person to realize that his bogger was a moon. He found that out. Yeah, they thought it was a balloon. Yeah. With on orb. Harry didn't know. Which I'm like, what? You just thought it was Oh! <laughs> I got it. Harry, what time will it be going down? Yeah. Tonight, before midnight, <laughs> is the correct answer. True. True. Oh, Ariana has a good one. Who created the map? The Marauder's map. Yeah. That's a good one. Not very many people know but that. But then you have to hope that Harry is... Then you have to hope Harry's smart enough to say, like, the Marauders instead of putting them all on blast. But, yeah. But I it guess depends on... It depends it doesn't really on, matter, like, then. the... The context, I guess. Like, if you're around a bunch of people. But then that wouldn't be a How did you US, learn the secret identities of the Marauders map? How did you learn about Peter Pettigrew? Or, or who really betrayed your parents, Harry? When did you first... Because people still think it was serious. There you go. Because... Right. So, if he says Peter, then... I don't know. This is difficult. Yeah. Okay. This is difficult. Let's move on. Because Death Eaters would know it was Peter too, though. Mm-hmm. But would Death Eaters know that Harry knew? And also, well, I guess, yeah, at this point, Death Eaters well, would know it was Peter. Peter would have told them. But, 
And Peter would have told them that Harry knows. Yeah. This is difficult. We're gonna have to think about it. Move on. But um, so Harry descends down the um, stairs. I'm gonna start writing down, pick some questions that you have to ask, answer whenever we talk. Okay. I have to think. So be prepared. Constant vigilance. Harry descending down the stairs. What is my Don't favorite me. movie to watch when I'm feeling bad? I literally started watching. Your favorite movie to watch when you're feeling bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I was going to... No, that's wrong. Because you said movie, and I was going to say Law and Order, but then that was wrong. Jane Eyre? No. No, from Justin to Kelly. Oh, I didn't... I'm feeling <laughs> like... Sorry. That is a, is a broad... Okay. It's a broad... You know what I mean? I'll keep but from Justin to Kelly is... Moving. Yeah, that makes sense. Would have also said Pompeii. What was the first bad movie we watched together? From Justin from and Justin Kelly. Kelly right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a better <laughs> way to phrase it. Are you writing those down? I should be. But also, like, we're saying this on live, so now at least. On live, so everyone, everyone knows yeah. that one. Ha! Huh, we gave you guys that freebie. <laughs> For all you know, we could be lying. Yeah. No. Constant vigilance. <laughs> okay. Um, Harry descended the stairs, stowing his wand into the back pocket of his jeans. Don't put your wand there, boy. What if it ignited? Better wizards than you have lost buttocks, you know, roars Moody. Which, like, muggle, muggle clothes need wand pockets. Because. Right. How else? Where else would he put it? Um, who do you know who's lost a buttocks? But the also, violet, the violet hair woman. He could put it in his. He could put it in his loop, the belt loop. Maybe that might fall, but maybe. He needs like a holster. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who do you know who's lost a buttock? The violet haired woman asked Mad Eye. Never you mind. You just keep your wand out of your back pocket. Elementary wand safety. No one bothers about it anymore. And I saw that, he added irritably as the woman rolled her eyes at the ceiling. Lupin held out his hand and shook Harry's. How are you? He asked. This is the first time anyone has asked him how he is. And I just feel so happy and so sad. And Remus is and the it's best. Lupin. So that's why he's literally the best. Um, fine. Harry could hardly believe this was real. Four weeks with nothing, not the tiniest hint of a plan to remove him from Privet Drive, and suddenly a whole bunch of wizards were standing matter-of-factly in the house as though this were a long-standing agreement. Um, he glanced at the people surrounding Lupin. They were still gazing avidly at him. He felt very conscious of the fact that he had not combed his hair for four days. I'm, you're really lucky the Dursleys are out, he mumbled. Lucky? Ha! Uh, said the violet-haired woman. It was me that lured them out of the way, sent them a letter by Muggle Post telling them that they'd been shortlisted for the all-England best-kept suburban lawn competition. They're heading off to the prize-giving right now. Or so, or they think they are. Like, the Dursleys are aggressively boring. Like. Right. All-England best-kept suburban lawn? It is kind of a British thing about, like, lawns and roses and stuff. Because, like, the queen... Like, I know the garden show is, like, a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, and I mean, like... And, like, the queen comes yeah, and I'm stuff sure, like that. Yeah, I'm sure, because like, you know, you have garden I mean, hedges that are, that's like... That's kind of, like, an upper crusty... But I'm thinking, like, for that, right? You would have, like, hedges that are, like, you know, sculpted into angels or something. Or, like, you know, you got your flat. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But these are just, like... First of all, it's the hottest summer 
ever. So they got a browning lawn. Yeah. Who has seen their lawn? I'm so confused. <laughs> but then also like it's like it's just best kept not even like height. right, it's like not it's not um like most in, you know what I mean? It's not most interesting it's, it's just or best yeah. kept lawn, which means you spray best you, lawn. Means you water it and mow it. That's it. No trash. I'm just like it's boring. But I still stick by the fact that lawn care is important to some British people. I think I mean, it's a matter. It's, like it, a, it's a class maybe. thing. I was going to say, I mean, it's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to walk out in this. Only really posh, posh people spend time talking about their lawns like this. It's weird. Um, Wait, where did weeping angels come from? Oh, because I mentioned the Oh, because you said hedges of angels. But that's grass. That's not. It count. Whew. And I was thinking, like, cherubs. I got real scared for a second. Yeah. Cherubs. Shout out to my friend Jordan, who is a cherub. Um, Harry had a fleeting vision of Uncle Vernon's face when he realized that there was no all-England best-kept suburban lawn competition. We are leaving, aren't we, he asked. Soon? Almost at once, said Lupin. We're just waiting for the (laughs) all-clear. Where are we going? The borough? Not the borough, no. Too risky. We've set up headquarters somewhere undetectable. It's taken a while. Um, so I think him saying that, right, like, that's part of the reason that Harry was left alone. Although they could have, although I do, I still think he yeah. could have been left, like, kept in the loop. Um, but it's only been a month. And we right. saw, We're trying we to saw find... how Dumbledore reacted, right? Like, after not being able to convince Fudge to do anything, he's like, all right, we got to go see the Giants. Uh, Sirius and, Sirius, you got to go find Lupin and these other people. Like, Molly, you go talk to, Ar- or Bill, go talk to Arthur. You know what I mean? So he was like... Setting things mm-hmm. in motion, but it still takes time to, like, find a safe place to meet up and, like, to make sure you have all the people you need in the right places and to make sure these are all people you can trust. And so that all makes sense. But I do think that if Dumbledore or someone, um, and, like, we find out later that Ron and Hermione don't actually know very much, but, like, if someone could be like, oh, this is what we're doing. I, mean, I can't tell you where, but we're trying to figure out how to get everyone together so that we can uh, bring back the Order of the Phoenix. You know what I mean? Or, like start our um, right. our fight back against Voldemort. Like, just even if you can't, like, give him very definitive answers, but still keeping him in the loop of, like, the process and what's happening. And I also understand, like, you know, yeah. owls get intercepted. Have somebody just, like, pop into his room every once in a while. Right? Right. Like, you, you got, got freaking You have people telling him. Popping in and out to get bought. Oh, Right, right. Like you people tailing him, they could come up and talk to him every once in a while and just be like, hey, Harry, by the way, this is a thing that's happening. Like, I'm thinking of those like uh, spy movies where he goes and he sits at the playground and then some dude comes by and sits next to him and then gets up and they switch. Pro- so Harry's reading like the Little Whinging Times and then some guy sits down next to him and then they switch and it's a daily oh, profit. Like a spy movie? And then there's a little letter inside. I would be such a good spy! <laughs> I really wouldn't be, because I would be so excited about, and I want people to know, oh my god, you guys, I made such a good dead drop. It was so good. And they'd be like, it's not good if you're telling everyone your dead drop was good. But also, I would really love to do that. So the next time, oh my god, I'm at LeakyCon or wherever I'm going to see some of you people. Let's plan a dead drop, just to see if I can do it. Because I think I could do, I think I'd be great at it. I'm excited about this. Is that a career? Just doing dead drops? Probably not. 
Yeah. But, I mean, you could try. You have to do the whole spy thing, too? Probably. Because, like, I don't really want to get shot at or killed. Yeah, I mean... Tortured for information. But I would love to do the dead drops. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I just also want to, like, not go on to this rest of this page because it's sad. Is it? Not really. Yeah, to me it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, don't tell me why because the introductions? now I feel like I know why and I don't want you to tell me. Um, Should I tell you when it happens nope. or no? Because it's in my notes. But I wrote the notes down I to mean, share with the rest of the class. All right. Well, um, Lupin does introductions. He introduces Moody um, uh, and Nymphadora. Don't call me Nymphadora Remus. It's Tonks. Nymphadora talks who prefers to be known by her surname only. Finish Lupin. So would you if your fool of a mother called you Nymphadora. And this is Kingsley Shacklebolt, Elpheus Doge, Daedalus Diggle, um, Emmeline Vance, Sturgis Podmore, and Hestia Jones. They're all dead! Yeah, I knew that was what you were going to say, and I feel like... Except for Kingsley! Except for Kingsley. Wow. Wow. Shit. Fuck. They're all dead! Also, Emmeline Vance is a fire name. It is. I like Emmeline. Wait, Portia says she has the perfect job. So does that mean you get to do dead drops? Portia, type faster. <laughs> do you get to do dead drops on your job? You're like Mrs. M because you do the research and then you go and you do the dead drop to the spies. Ah. Oh. Well. I was also thinking that you could do the one thing where... You write the information on, like, your BART card or your Metro card, and um, you, like, put it in. You know when you put it in the card and then it comes back out? You put it, like, you both walk through at the same time, and then you put in your card, and when it comes out, he grabs that one. It's brilliant. No one would really notice that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you go through... But you don't pull out your thing. Someone else pulls out your card. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I'm still sad, so. Because they're all yeah, dead? Because you're the worst. That's how, that's how I felt when I read it the first time. Ninja burger. I can deliver burgers like a ninja? <laughs> is that actually what it is? That would be hilarious. It looks like it. Fast, fresh, deadly. Oh, my. Are you delivering poisoned burgers like a ninja? No, you just dress up like a ninja. And deliver food? That's actually kind of lit. And deliver food. Have you seen um, Urban Ninja? No. Um, and this is a tangent. Who cares? Is um, it the black dude that's no, just like running around? No, it's, it's literally just like a YouTube dude dressed up as a ninja and he just like runs past people. So he like jumps out at people, but like not really oh, yeah. like so they're walking down a path and he just like runs right in front of them like a ninja and it's one of the funniest things ever and then he's just like yeah i think i have but it's like yeah. it's it's old it's okay. from like it's from a while ago but it's very amusing okay um still hilarious so uh oh okay um harry inclined his head awkwardly at each of them as they were introduced he wished they would look at, at something other than him he, it was as though he was suddenly being ushered on stage 
He also wondered why so many of them were there. A surprising number of people volunteered to come get you, said Lupin, as though he had read Harry's mind. The corners of his mouth twitched slightly. He, Remus is the best, fam. He just already knows He's where Harry is in the, in the headspace, right? Like, he already knows where Harry is at. And you may not be feeling love, but you are loved. Especially and by Remus, who probably understands him the best at this moment, which is why it's so annoying that we don't get the two of them together more often. Okay. Life is hard. Let's let's move on. Yeah, well, the more the better, said Moody. We're, we're your guard, Potter. We're just waiting for the signal to tell us if it's safe to set off. We've got 15 minutes. Very clean, aren't they, these muggles, said the witch called Tonks. My dad's muggle-born, and he's a right old slob. I suppose it varies, just like with wizards? Yeah, said Harry. Look, he turned yeah. back to Lupin. What's going on? I haven't heard anything from anyone. What's Volt? Several witches and wizards made odd hissing noises. Daedalus dr- Diggle dropped his hat again, and Moody growled, Shut up. What? We're not discussing anything here. It's too risky. Which is which is true. Um, yeah. Like... She didn't gotta tell him to shut up like that's that. That's true. Yeah. But also, like, if y'all had told him some stuff beforehand, he wouldn't be he asking would know that. questions. So, as Moody's talking, his magical eye remains pointed up at the ceiling. Damn it, he said. It keeps sticking, ever since that scum wore it. And with a nasty squelching sound, much like a plunger being pulled from a sink, he popped out his eye. Which is, like, I have a thing about eyes, and... Is this because of Orphan Black? Oh, no, it was way before that. And then Orphan Black decided that they were just gonna fuck with me multiple times when it comes to the eyes. Game of Thrones as well. Um, Just don't go for them. You know, like... Just leave them alone. There are other ways to incapacitate a person. Um, I understand that Mad-Eye has an issue with his eye, but, like, uh, this is, like, really, it's gross. Do you know what this reminds me of in a really weird way? I was hanging out with my friend, and she gave me a glass of water, and then at the end of the glass of water, I was like, oh, my God, is there a, is there a grape peel in this water? And it was someone's contact. It was a contact, and I drank the contact, and it was all slimy, and it was all bleh. And I was like, oh, my God. I really wish I hadn't taken a sip of water. Could you imagine? I was Sorry, saying- could you imagine? Even though it's good that it's the Dursleys and no one else, but then, like, someone drinking out of that glass, and it's just, like, eye residue... Hmm. It's so gross. Mad-Eye, you do know that's disgusting, don't you? Said Tonks. Give me a glass of water, would you, Harry? So Harry took out a clean glass, filled it with water from the sink, um, and Moody drops his magical eyeball, eyeball into the water and prods it up and down. The eye whizzed around, staring at them all in turn. I want 360 degrees visibility on the return journey. How are we getting wherever we're going? Harry asked. Brooms. Only way... Only way. You're too young to apparate, which is false, right? Because in the next one, um, he's doing side-along apparition, and he hasn't even taken his test yet, and he's still underage, but whatever. Um, They'll be watching the Food Network, and it's more than our life's worth to set up an unauthorized unauthorized port key. Remus says you're a good flyer, said Kingsley. He's excellent, said Lupin, who was checking his watch. Anyway, you better go and get packed. I know. Lupin is just... ugh. Lupin keeps... Can we... How quick... Matter just, of factly, he just... Lupin is literally you know. exactly what Harry needs in this moment. And... What about Sirius? No. Okay. But what's Sirius been doing okay. the past two Not in chapters? this moment. But not in this moment. 
right? Because Lupin is like, he's reading, Listen, he's just... reading how Harry's feeling. He already understands that. He's like, these are the things we have to do. Um, but I also understand where you're at. I'm also going to gas you up a little bit. Like, yeah. there's just, there's just... So Imani says that Harry's too young to operate without being traced. That's the same as next but year, I feel too. Like the trace doesn't drop ap- until you turn 17. But I feel like when they, where Dumbledore takes him with long operations, you wouldn't want to be traced. So why would you do that? Wait, say it again. It's very confusing now. That's the question. If he's being traced, where Dumbledore takes him during those long operations, seems very stupid now. It seems really stupid. Because didn't they operate to the cave? They did. And they operated to Slughorn. They did. Which is, I mean, I guess and that's so, okay. And so Imani says, Imani says teacher, it wasn't an but, issue in Half-Blood Prince after Dumbledore gets the ministry to back up a bit. But that's not totally true because, like, Scrimger was nosy as hell. There's still people. And there's still, like, there's still people in the ministry that are... Undercover, right, and also if not Rufus full Scrimger on Death Eater was just fighting. a nosy ass motherfucker. Like he stayed with his nose in everybody's right. business, um, especially Dumbledore's. Right. But I mean, I honestly think yes. it's because Joe hadn't thought of that yet. Like, yeah. That's honestly what I think. Which oh, is yeah. totally fine. Like it's not a problem. Um, yeah, I think she just hadn't thought of that as a thing yet, and so didn't put it in there. Um. Yep. Okay. Anyway, back to Remus being the this best. This page is taking us a long time. I'm just saying Remus is the best, and I love him, and I appreciate him, and I feel like he should just be in these books more. Okay. Um, I agree. Remus is one of the best. He's one of the best characters, yeah. And I think, again, like, one of. it's like with him and, like, Hermione, too, really. I think this is why they're, like, kind of... Yeah, some of the so best beloved. ones. And, and also, like, beloved, but then also, like, they're really important to Harry, and they're, like, important to him getting through all these things because they're able... You know, they give him different things, but it's generally what he needs, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, with Remus, like, very... Like, I do. He very clearly knows what Harry needs in this moment and is, like, giving it to him. And same with Hermione. She's able to intuit that, um, while also just being her own, like, badass self um, as well. Um, okay, so Harry um, has to go get packed. I'll come with you, said Tonks brightly. Funny place, she said. It's a bit too clean, you know what I mean? A bit unnatural. Oh, this is better, she added as they entered Harry's right. bedroom, um, which was certainly much messier than the rest of the house. Um, Harry started picking up books and throwing them hastily into his trunk. Tonks paused at his open wardrobe and to look at her reflection in the mirror. You know, I don't think purple's really my color. Do you think it makes me look a bit peaky? Uh, said Harry. Yeah, it does, said Tonks decisively. She screwed up her eyes in a strained expression as though she were struggling to remember something, and a second later, her hair had turned bubblegum pink. How did you do that? I'm a, I'm a metamorphmagus, she said. Um, it means I can change my appearance at Metamorph will. magi. Okay. But... It's the only way I know how to say it. Sorry. Oh, I was like... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way I can say it. Um, 
It means I can change <laughs> my appearance at will. Um, I was born one. I got top marks in concealment and disguise during aura training without any study at all. It was great. You're an aura, said Harry, impressed. Yeah, said Tonks. Kingsley is as well. He's a bit higher up than I am, though. I only qualified a year ago. Nearly felled on stealth and tracking. I'm dead clumsy. Did you hear me break that plate when we arrived downstairs? Can you learn how to be a metamorphmagus? Said uh, Harry asked. Tonks chuckled. Bet you wouldn't mind hiding that scar sometimes, eh? No, I wouldn't mind, said Harry. Well, you have to learn. You'll have to learn the hard way. I'm afraid. Um, metamorph magi or whatever are really rare. Magi. Sure. They're are really rare. They're born, not made. Most wizards need to use a wand or potions to change their appearance. But we've got to get going, Harry. We're supposed to be packing. Oh, yeah, said Harry, grabbing up a few more books. Don't be stupid. It'll be much quicker if I pack, cried Tonks. Um, Books, clothes, telescope, and scales all soared into the air and flew pell-mell into the trunk. It's not very neat, said Tonks. My mom's got this knack of getting stuff to fit itself in neatly. She even gets the socks to fold themselves. But I've never mastered how she does it. It's a kind of flick. Um, so she flicks her wand, hopefully, and one of Harry's socks gives a feeble sort of wiggle and bops back down upon the mess within. Ah, well, said Tonks. At least it's all in. That could do with a bit of cleaning, too. Scourgeify, she points her wand at Hedwig's cage. Well, that's a bit better. I never quite got the hang of all these householdy spells. Right? Got everything? Cauldron? Broom? Wow, a firebolt? Um, so I just, I also love how, like, young Tonks is and kind of just, like... She's just kind of easy to, to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, I think anyone else, if anyone else yeah, had come was, to help Tonks, like, I mean, to help Harry um, pack, it would have been really awkward. Or anyone that wasn't remixed. Yeah. It would have been really awkward and, like, they'd have been staring at him and, like, your father in your mother's eye. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, Tonks is just, like, right. your kid, I'm basically a kid. I just graduated our school. Like, we're chilling. Yeah. I was going to say two things from this. This one, we we learn about aura school, which seems to be like a grad school type of thing. Um, Post-Hogwarts, you go to aura school because concealment and whatever else she said is not taught at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the fact that it is Tonks with Harry and, is a, and not even just like her youth, but her ability to be kind of casual and kind of NBD and and not be asking him and I mean not but because they've just met it's not like he can be like mad at her why don't you tell me what was going on like Mm -hmm. the same way that he would be if like it was Remus or or Mad-Eye you know what I mean and so he feels kind of instantly comfortable because she's closer to his age but also she's able to be more casual and kind of help tear some of that guard down because they're they're they've just met so there's no like he he doesn't he's not resentful of her in any way which helps because he can't go around i mean he can become resentful when they get to number 12 but like right now like they need to go and he needs to be on his business right exactly um i'm still writing a comment 260 said talks enviously ah well Wand still in your jeans? Both buttocks still on? Okay, let's go. Locomotor mm-hmm. trunk. Or locomotor trunk. Um, so Harry's trunk rises a few inches, um, and Tonks makes it hover across the room and out of the door with Hedwig's cage in her left hand, and Harry follows her down the stairs, carrying his broomstick. 
Back in the kitchen, Moody had replaced his eye. Kingsley and Sturgis were examining a microwave and Hestia Jones was laughing at a potato peeler. Lupin was sealing a letter addressed to the Dursleys because he is the responsible one. Right. And again, still the best. Excellent, said Lupin. And probably the only one who knows how to speak to muggles and which is just be normal. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you looking at a potato pillar? Just be normal. A microwave. Just be normal. (laughs) Yeah. They have things that you don't have because you have magic. It don't make, like, I don't know. Like, when you go travel, like, there are certain things you're like, oh, look at that. But then other things you're like, yeah, they have a kettle. We have a coffee maker. I don't know. Whatever. It's just, it's a thing that heats up the water. <laughs> Calm down. It's, it's not, I don't know. Just be normal. <laughs> or whatever normal is. But yeah. Just be cool. Be chill, fam. Yeah, just chill, basically. Um, excellent, said Lupin. We've got about a minute, I think. So we should probably get into the garden. Harry, I've left a letter telling your aunt and uncle not to worry. They won't. That you're safe. That'll just depress them and that you'll see them next summer. Do I have to? Lupin smiled but made no answer. Come here, boy, said Moody gruffly. I love them. I know. They're just so cute and I just want them to be, just Uncle Moody to be around forever. Um, Come here, boy, said Moody. I need to disillusion you. You need to what? Disillusionment charm, said Moody. Lupin (laughs) says you, it sounds so like, I gotta wake you up, fam. (laughs) Stay woke. Right. It does what it sounds like. Come here, come here, fam. I gotta I gotta break all of your heart and let you know that the world is not what you exactly. think it is and it's a harsh, terrible place. It's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> okay, so Sorry, but Portia says normal normal is vastly overrated, and I agree. I don't mean normal as in like be a normal. I use that as a pejorative. I mean just be chill. Don't be staring at a bunch of people's stuff like, oh my god. Look at, they wear underwear too. I will never forget, I have a cousin. So for those of you that not in California, I grew up in Orange County, but a lot of my family grew up in San Diego. It is literally two hours down the freeway from Orange County. It isn't, it takes two hours to get from Orange County to San Diego. And I had a cousin who came to visit and was like, oh my God, y'all got Taco Bells here too? Oh boy. Girl. You didn't go to a different country. And we got Taco Bells ever like and they have Taco Bells in different countries. Just be chill is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Um disillusionment charm said Moody. And rant. <laughs> Lupin says you've got an invisibility cloak, but it won't stay on while we're flying. This will disguise you better. Here you go. He wrapped Harry hard on top of his head, and Harry's and Harry felt a curious sensation as though Moody had just smashed an egg there cold trickles seemed to be running down um his body from the point from the point the wand had struck it reminds me of that game where you're like there's an egg on your head and the yolk is running down also it reminds me of the office because yes no i don't know that it's game, fine but I'm old. it's a thing that happened it doesn't matter nice one mad i said ted talks appreciatively harry looked down on his body it was not invisible it had simply taken the exact color and texture of the kitchen unit behind him. Um, he seemed to have become a human chameleon. Come on, said Moody. And so they. I need that. So I need that wide. magic so bad. Oh my god! When people are staring at me, and I don't want them to be. When I'm 
like normal when I'm late for work. <laughs> just yeah. what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. You just gotta open your third <laughs> eye, like Amani said, and then you'll be disillusioned. No, no, bad. Um, I hate y'all. <laughs> oh. Um, so they go outside. Um, Claire Knight grunted Moody could have done with a bit more cloud cloud cover. Mm, cloud cover. Right, you, he barked at Harry. We're going to be flying in close formation. Tonks will be in front of you. Keep close on our tail. Lupin will be covering you from below. I'm going to be behind. The rest will be circling us. We don't break ranks for anything. Got me? If one of us is killed, is that likely? Harry asked apprehensively. The others will keep flying. Don't stop. Don't break ranks. If they take us all out and you survive, Harry, the rear guard are standing by to take over. Keep flying east and they'll join you. Um... Do, I'm assuming he he's like, oh, I'll just use the point me spell because otherwise the wizards just <laughs> automatically know direction. <laughs> like, keep flying east. What the fuck does that mean? Right. Also, like, where east? Because this could happen at any moment. And where the fuck is the rear guard? Are they just, like, tailing behind east? You can't know that. And how do you do that if you're, that like, changing the direction? I mean, I guess. It's confusing. Anyway, stop being so cheerful, Mad-Eye. He'll think we're not taking this seriously, said Tonks. I'm just telling the boy the plan. It's our job to deliver him safely to headquarters, and if we die in the attempt, no one's going to die, said Kingsley. Um, So, you know, I'm just going to join Connie for a little bit, and then I'll leave. I just want to visit her for like Go away! No one Um, asked you! Shut up, Connie! I just want to point out the parallels between this and the Battle of the Seven Potters. Um, in Deathly Hollows, whereas you know, like it's it's very similar. Like they're coming no, to pick him you. up, and then they have a plan on how to evade Death Eaters, basically. Um, and I guess in this case, also Ministry members, if necessary. Um, but no, thank you. It's just a very different. It's a very like, yeah, it's just a very different situation where Mad Eye is the only one who's like, these are all the possibilities, and everyone else is like, whatever, Mad Eye, it's fine. Um, versus the next time when they're all real possibilities. So. Right. All right, cool. That was, that Mad was cool. That was comfortable. Now I'm going to hop up and get back to the book. Because I'm a G. Thug mm. tears only. Mm. Mount your brooms. That's the first signal, said Lupin. Um, so Harry saw bright red sparks. Um, and then there's a second signal and they take off. The cool night air rushed through his hair as the neat square gardens of Privet Drive fell away, shrinking, racu- shrinking rapidly into the patchwork of dark greens and blacks. And every thought of the ministry hearing was swept from his mind as though a rush of air had blown it out of his head. He felt as though his heart was going to explode with pleasure. He was flying again, flying away from Privet Drive, and he'd, as he fantasized about all summer, he was going home. For a few glorious moments, all his problems Aww. seemed to recede into nothing insignificant in the vast starry sky. Um, Aww. I love the consistency of this too, right? Because like, that's when he's I'm going home. That and also like, when in doubt, like for Harry, like get on a broomstick, fly a few laps. Mm-hmm. You'll feel better. Right. Um, but he's unable to do that in the sham place that he's been kept for the past month or whatever. True, True facts. Two months. Um, hard left, hard left. There's a muggle looking up, shouted Moody. We need more height. Give it another quarter of a mile. Um, so they're just, they're flying, and Moody is um, directing them. Bearing south, town ahead. 
um, bearing southeast and keep climbing. There's some low cloud ahead we can lose ourselves in. We're not going through clouds, shouted Tonks. We'll get soaked, Mad-Eye. Um, and Harry was relieved to hear her say this as it was really cold and he didn't think to bring a jacket, um, even though it gets colder in higher altitudes. But, you know, and it's, it's not a Britain. It's fine. It's been hot for the Jeez. past month or something. It's fine. Whatever. Um, they altered their course every now and then in cor- according to Mad-Eye's instructions. Harry lost track of time and wondered how long they had been flying. It felt like an hour at least. Turning southwest, we want to avoid the motorway. Um, so Harry, they keep flying. We ought, to, we ought to double back a bit just to make sure we're not being followed, Moody shouted. So this is what it's like you're doing the most. Like, he was already doing a lot. And with the clouds and shit, like, that's a right. lot. But then he's like, we're going to double back. Um, are you mad, Mad-Eye? Tom screams. We're all frozen to our brooms. If we keep going off course, we're not going to get there until next week. We're nearly there now. Time to start the descent, Kate and Lupin's voice. Follow Tonks, Harry. Um, so Harry follows Tonks into a dive, and they land in a dis- uh, on a patch of unkipped grass um, in the middle of a small square. Tonks was already unbuckling Harry's trunk. Shivering, Harry looked around. The grimy fronts of the surrounding houses were not welcoming. Some of them had broken windows, glimmering dully in the light from the street lamps. Paint was peeling from many of the doors, and heaps of rubbish lay outside several sets of the front steps. Where are we? Harry asked, but Lupin said quietly, in a minute. Um, So Moody pulls out a silver cigarette lighter into the air and clicked it, um, which is the Deluminator. Deluminator! Um, So he turns all the lights off, borrowed it from Dumbledore, growled Moody, pocketing the put-outer because someone still hasn't come up with the name. Or because no one said it, actually like verbally said it, that's what she calls it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's possible as well. Until Dumbledore gives it a name. People in just his will, you, you you think of it as a put outer. Which I wouldn't I don't think my brain would say put outer. My brain big. would be like the light thingy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause it also put take puts the lights back mm-hmm. on. It's like it's like a it's like the Takes clap on, clap off. I call it a clapper. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'd be like, I'd call it a clapper, but then they're not muggles, so they wouldn't have that reference. Reference, but they should because it's a good name yeah. for it. We're gonna call it the clapper. We're their team cannon. <laughs> um, that'll take care of for any the next mu- book until it gets its what? name. <laughs> for the next book until it gets its name. <laughs> right. Um, that'll take care of any muggles looking out of windows. Um, come on, quick! He took Harry by the arm and led him from the patch of grass across the road and onto the pavement. Um, then he thrusts a piece, of, a piece of parchment toward Harry's disillusioned hand and holds his lit wand close to it to illuminate the writing. Read quickly and memorize. Um, Harry looks down at the piece of paper. The narrow handwriting was vaguely familiar, and it said, The headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix may be found at number 12, Grimaud Place, London. What? I'm very excited. What? What? Oh, I forgot to do my job. <laughs> okay so who was your mvp my mvp was one remus lupin same i think that harry's gone through a lot and mad eye it, it's very much in line with mad eye's character but still he comes in barking orders and not at all you know trying to explain or give harry a minute or see if he's all right or anything like that he's just like business as usual 
Um, Tonks is a close second, um, which is kind of interesting because they're, you know, they end up being a thing. But um, giving Harry some time to be like, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, we're still here for you. And hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Remus is the only one that's like, are you okay? Yeah. So. Um, I also did, uh, made Remus my MVP um, for the same reasons. And I've been talking about this whole episode. But just, like, how he is able to, like, see what it is that Harry needs and then, like, give that to him in the way, in, like, really the only way that he can, right? Like, there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who care for Harry, um, but I also think that kind of in the headspace that Harry's in right now, Remus is the perfect person to, like, help him, I think, in this moment. And I also just wish that, yeah. and I also think that there are plenty of other moments, including last year, where Harry could have benefited from Remus being around. Um, just, like, in terms of people to, for him to, like, confide, like, in terms of adults for him to confide in, I think that he can confide in Sirius. But Sirius is very much like an older brother. You know what I mean? It's just a different relationship. Mm-hmm. And while Sirius definitely tries and is helpful, um, I think that Remus just has a very different um, approach that I think helps Harry more. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of times and Harry doesn't Harry listen needs. to Remus. And, yeah, and I'm like a lot of times Harry doesn't listen to Sirius either because he doesn't agree or because um, he is also at the same time trying to protect him. You know, yeah. like it's just like it's a different relationship. So with Remus, he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, I also think that um, I was thinking about this as you were saying that um, when you read Game of Thrones, there's so many flippant characters. But the one thing that George R. R. Martin does a really good job of is having the right character doing the right the action that makes mm-hmm. sense. And a lot of times, I do think that Joe. there's a lot of characters in these books, I do think she kind of forgets about, like, oh, this actually is something more suited to Remus, or this is something more suited, and it's kind of a little bit of an out-of-sight, out-of-mind, like, balance, balancing of all of these different characters mm-hmm. and their functions, and um, I love series with all of my heart. I love them, I love them, I love them. But I do think that there are times in which, um, especially like last book, like Remus should have, I, I would have, I think it would have like helped the story had Remus had a, a bigger role. Yeah, or any role because he wasn't so, actually in it except for being mentioned by fake yeah. movie one time. Right. So Portia gives um, the MVP to talks for bringing the levity that Harry and the team need. Ariana says Moody for thorough travel plans. Um, Her event planner mind appreciates that. Toya gives the MVP to Moody, mostly because we didn't see him often, but he's one of her faves. Plus, his attention to detail is truly impressive. Amani says Remus John Lupin, the god MC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moody, king of... Come on. <laughs> you want me to read it? Mooney, King of the Andals. Yeah, go ahead. You do it. Cause I, come on, Mooney, man. Mooney, King of the Andals, the Roinar, and the First Men, King of the Marauders, Protector of the Realm, Bringer of Chocolate, and Friend of Dragons. Yes. All of those things. All of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew gives the MVP to Tonks for the brilliant prank on the Dursleys. Um, 
All right, bench. Uh, Petunia. Like, talk to him, Petunia. fam. Because I think that, like, again, like I, I like said, it. like I think that she avoided a an opportunity that could have potentially made her relationship with Harry much stronger um, and healthier. And instead, she just pushed food through a cat flap for four days. This is all true. And guess what? You, as you can see here, my uh, my bench was empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm filling that in. Still in it. Petunia. Toonie. <laughs> um, I was, like, leaning towards Dumbledore. Even though he's not, like, really in this chapter. He's in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the, be- the beginning of the chapter when Harry's upset and mad and he sends that like right away sends off those letters and then another month goes by with nothing um and and that just angers me but I also think what you said about Petunia could have done a lot too to help you know they have that little him and Remus have that little tete-a-tete of like I left your um I left the Dursleys a note um, saying that you're going to be gone, but you're safe, but they'll see you next time. And he's like, do I have to, mm-hmm. you know? And like having that conversation, it would, I, it still doesn't need to be like, there are plenty of times when like you get into an argument with your parents or whatever. And the conversation doesn't like resolve the issue. Like you still believe what you believe and they still believe what they believe and you're not happy with it, but it gives you some insight. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think, I don't think that it would have, completely changed um harry's situation with the dursleys it definitely would not have changed the way that vernon treats him um because that's something that petunia also needs to like do on her own but it would have given him some insight um and some context for why they're that way because i think one of the worst things about the dursleys that we don't really talk about is harry's complete lack of context for why they Mm -hmm. hate him and what that does to a kid. Like, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just living my, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to be a good person. Why y'all hate me? Right. Um, um, Matthew so, made Barty Crouch Jr. Um, his bench for the eyeball horror, which is real because that was super valid. unnecessary. Um, Toya benches Vernon because he's still dumb, thinking he won a contact, contest he didn't submit to. And that doesn't exist. Like, who? Yeah, no problem. Um, right. Portia benched the Dursleys for this continually... Is, this is before the internet. Is it? before? The, this is the beginning of the internet, yeah. so they may not have it. Yeah. Um, Portia benched the Dursleys for continually abusing their nephew. Amani benched Vernon and his trifling-ass lawn. Um, and <laughs> Ariana benched Vernon um, because he's ridiculous. Oh, and we have a new award. Yes. Um, we have a new award! This is lit. The Best Banter Award. Thank you, Ariana, for giving us a new award to give out. Um, so the Best Banter Award, um, the inaugural Best Banter Award, sponsored by Ariana Simmons, uh, talks and Moody for a prime example of transgenerational communication in the workplace. Put that on a plaque. <laughs> an old and a young hand shaking hands. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll set up a dead drop to give it to Tonks and Moody. So <laughs> oh, boy. Bringing it back full circle. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
All right. Cool. So thank you for listening. Um, next week, we will discuss chapter four of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Number 12, Grimald Place. Make sure to follow along and let what? us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. And if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, um, add us at We Black and Nerds, hashtag wizard team. Um, we're getting all caps hairy next week. I'm excited. Oh my God. It's a situation and serious. I mean, that's a word for it. What? All caps hairy? Excited. Oh, excited? Yeah. All caps hairy no. is lit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's not wrong. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an opinion. I mean, we just went through <laughs> talking about all this, all the stuff and all the reasons. As he, I said, including, all, and I, ju- including and I also just fact, said this too. Including the fact that he has a concussion and you know what that, did you, did you see the movie? I didn't see the movie, but did you see the movie? Concussion? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> I didn't see the movie either, but I got that part. Don't tell the truth. <laughs> and that's as, how Harry also, means. As I just said, as I just said, you get the context that doesn't make it any better. I won't. I want you guys to understand my disdain for all caps. Harry is not. I. I am not saying that he does not have full reason and like. And it's not justified in his all capsiness. It's just that I, I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> and I'm with Portia. Sarcastic Harry. Sar- sarcastic Harry over all caps Harry any times. I mean. I like, I like Sarcastic Harry. There's a really good one. Either in this book or the next one. That is like. It's, no need to call me sir for professor? No, that's not sarcasm. That's just clap. No, back. that already happened. No, that didn't happen. That happens in yeah. Half Blood Prince. I'm thinking about the one where yeah. Hermione gets really frustrated. I actually think it's this one. After the, um, I mm. believe it's after uh, the second breakout in Azkaban. And she's getting all upset. And she's like, Voldemort would love to have you, like, talking to Ron and, and Harry. And he's like, would love to have you two as Death Eaters. Like, they don't care about, you know, they only care about Muggleborns. And then Ron is like, well, I'm a blood traitor. And then Harry's like, yeah, we'd be best mates if they didn't keep trying to kill me. So that was a really good one that I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Portia says the realest thing, which is that all caps Harry just really needs to take a stress nap. And I, <laughs> I call them sad naps, but I'm starting to think that they're very, they're like closely related, the sad nap and the stress nap. And according to yesterday... I'm a big fan of both. <laughs> so, Harry, come on, lay down with me. You ever put your head on big bosoms? Okay. You think, ever lay your head down I on big bosoms? I think we're just going to stop that now. Let's, let's just end it. Yeah. Bye. I'm so tired. Bye. Yikes. What? You never put your head on big bosoms? <laughs>